be ready for the Wine Witch and Moderation Mary. You can guarantee that you'll hear from them both in early sobriety. The Wine Witch will show up first, because that glass, or three, at 6pm is a deeply ingrained habit, and getting sober is all about building new and healthy habits. Once you've dealt with the Wine Witch, your next visitor is likely to be Moderation Mary. She usually shows up a few months into sobriety. She's a smooth talker and she'll say things like, Oh, you've done so well. Surely you can have just one glass of wine now. And another of her favourite lines is, You weren't that bad, you know. Are you sure you need to quit drinking completely? Welcome to the tribe. This is your weekly podcast from Tribe Sober. Whether you're already sober, striving to be sober, or just plain sober curious, you need a tribe. You need a tribe because it's so hard to do this alone. You need a tribe because you need support. And that's where we come in. Here at Tribe Sober, we've got your back. Here at Tribe Sober, we have people at all stages of the journey, all helping each other to stay on track. On this podcast, we've got recovery stories to inspire you, experts to inform you, and plenty of advice on how to ditch the drink and change your life. So here's your host, tribe leader, Janet Gorond. Hello, hello, and welcome to Tribe Sober Podcast, episode 112. My name is Janet Gorond. I'm the founder of Tribe Sober, and I'm your host for this podcast. Here at Tribe Sober, we help people to change their relationship with alcohol and then to go on and actually thrive in their alcohol-free lives. And over the last six years, we've helped hundreds of people to do just that. We created Tribe Sober because we've learned from experience that it's really hard to change your drinking habits alone. So at Tribe Sober, we're all about community. And each week, we feature a community voice just to give you a flavour of the awesomeness of our tribe. And that's what I like about Tribe Sober, because everybody understands that we do have slip-ups, and then absolutely there's no problem at all. You just get back on the bus, and that was the good feeling, because I I I felt like, okay, if I do slip up, and I was sure I was going to, though I haven't, um, I I knew that you'd, once I'd met you all and found out what the trail was about, I knew you'd all still be there when I got back on. So if you want to join our warm and welcoming community, just go to tribesober.com and hit join our tribe. It's been great to see so many of our podcast listeners taking advantage of our May membership special. Just insert the code ANN for annual 05-2022 when you sign up for the annual membership and you'll be entitled to a 20% discount. I'll just say that code once more, ANN052022. This podcast comes out on the 28th of May, so you'll need to do that right now if you want to take advantage of the May discount. Now, last week, I celebrated my seventh soberversary by having breakfast in a smart hotel. That's a great tip for sober socialising, by the way. No pesky questions about why aren't you drinking, and you can even get a nice buzz going from all the coffee. You can choose the most upmarket venue in town, and it's still going to be cheaper than a long, boozy lunch in a mediocre restaurant. Last week I shared my story with you, 
how I quit drinking and how I started Tribe Sober. And this week, I'm going to talk about seven things I've learned during my seven years of sobriety. Perspective is everything. So I've tried to pick out seven key things that I've learned over the years, things that may help you to stay on track. So here's number one. Get ready to feel those feelings. Did you know that our emotional maturity stalls at the age that we start drinking heavily? That means that I was 18 for a long, long time. If we're in the habit of chucking ethanol down our throats every time we want to celebrate, to comfort ourselves, to relax, then we'll never actually learn to experience joy, to cope with pain or to deal with stress. Alcohol numbs us and enables us to bypass our emotions. Lennon Doyle calls it the easy button. But in fact, feelings are important signposts to connect us with what's really going on deep inside us. They may be telling us to change our job or change a relationship, but if we miss those signposts, then it's very easy to stay stuck. Difficult emotions may be painful, but they help us to grow, to become more resilient and to develop as human beings. So many women drink because they put everyone else first. And by the evening, they are so exhausted that they turn to the wine for a quick fix. They turn to wine as an act of self-care, which it most certainly is not. Feeling all the feels will enable us to build our emotional maturity, which will in turn enable us to set boundaries and stop all this people-pleasing. We need to build time for ourselves if we're going to be in a fit state to care for others. I remember one sober celebrity saying, My recovery is the foundation on which the rest of my life is built. He knew that his career and his marriage would collapse if he drank again. Here's tip number two. Remember that not drinking hurts, especially in those early months. It's not going to be easy, so be ready for it. If it was easier, more people would do it. In fact, you're on your way to joining a very exclusive club called Soberland. The path to Soberland is steep and full of potholes, so only the strongest get through. But it is so worth doing the work. The recovery community is so special, and they'll embrace you with more genuine warmth and sincerity than you ever got from your drinking buddies. People who've struggled with alcohol understand each other straight away, and the connection is deep. It takes courage and confidence to go against the flow and ditch the booze. Socialising sober can be especially hard at first, but you must do it. You can't become a recluse because connection is the opposite of addiction. How I coped with sober socialising was by treating every event as a challenge. I didn't expect to enjoy myself. My expectations were very low. Although it might have looked to other people as if I was socialising and enjoying myself, in fact, I was faking it. In fact, I was doing the work. I went out again and again until one evening, about six months in, I was on my way home and realised that I'd actually had fun. Yay! This was a personal breakthrough and the beginning of my subconscious finally accepting that, yes, I could socialise sober. Who knew? Tip number three, be ready for the wine witch and moderation Mary. You can guarantee that you'll hear from them both in early sobriety. 
the wine witch will show up first, because that glass, or three, at 6pm is a deeply ingrained habit, and getting sober is all about building new and healthy habits. The way I sent the wine witch packing was to leave the house at 6pm every day, stick on my headphones, and then power walk for an hour listening to great music. Every single day. And when I got home, the craving was gone. And now I still do it, quite simply, because I love it. Tribe Sober recently added meditation to its seven-step program. And Rory, our meditation teacher, recommends that we replace that 6pm glass of wine with a 15-minute meditation. That will refresh us and revitalize us. Whereas a glass of wine will simply sedate us and remove our motivation to do anything else apart from have another glass of wine, of course. If you'd like to learn more about how meditation can help us to get sober, then have a listen to episode 101 of the Tribe Sober podcast, and you'll hear me interviewing our meditation teacher, Rory. Once you've dealt with the wine witch, your next visitor is likely to be Moderation Mary. She usually shows up a few months into sobriety. She's a smooth talker, and she'll say things like, Oh, you've done so well. Surely you can have just one glass of wine now. And another of her favourite lines is, You weren't that bad, you know. Are you sure you need to quit drinking completely? Whatever she says to you, you need to realise that moderation doesn't work. Once your drinking has crossed a certain line, there is no going back. If you've ever found yourself googling how to cut down on my drinking then the chances are that you can't, because if you could, you just would. Always remember that people who can moderate just do it. They certainly wouldn't be listening to a podcast like this, as alcohol is not even on their radar. I couldn't bear the thought of losing my best friend alcohol, so I told myself that of course I could moderate. It took me a decade to finally accept that I had no off switch and I would have to ditch the stuff entirely. And once I'd accepted this harsh truth and decided to stop drinking, I found peace and never faltered in my journey. Ditching the drink completely is so much easier than trying to moderate an addictive substance. So look out for the wine witch and moderation, Mary. One of our members said that she locked them both in the cellar of her house and they were never coming out again. That sounds like an excellent plan. Tip number four, prepare for the void. I was either planning the drinking, doing the drinking or recovering from the drinking. Weekends would start with cocktails and evolve from there. No planning required. So when I stopped drinking, I suddenly had time on my hands and I wasn't quite sure what to do with all this time. During the first couple of months of sobriety, our mood is usually quite good. That's why we talk about the pink cloud. Our subconscious has accepted that we have a project, that is, to get sober. And our brain likes to have a project. In fact, our brain needs to have a project to keep our happy brain chemicals triggered. The trouble is that after a couple of months, our brain will register that the project is done. After all, we're sober now. That's when our mood is likely to dip and we may struggle to find pleasure in anything. The official name for this state of mind is anhedonia. 
Unfortunately, the answer is quite simple. We need a new project. So use that extra time you've gained in early sobriety to look around for a project. Our tribe members have come up with some excellent projects. They've registered for courses to learn something new. They've got creative and started painting. They've taken up knitting. They've taken up creative writing. And one lady even did a trail run in the Kalahari Desert. Have a listen to Tribe Sober podcast episode 55 if you want to learn more about coping with anhedonia. You'll hear me talking to Dr. Loretta Breuning. She's the author of a fabulous book called The Happy Brain. And if you're struggling to come up with a project and you can't even remember what you used to enjoy doing before drinking wine took over, then book a session with a life coach. New Tribe Sober members get a free coaching session, so there's another reason to join up. Just go to tribesober.com and hit Join Our Tribe to find out more. You're listening to a podcast from Tribe Sober. If you'd like to join our warm and welcoming community, just head on over to tribesober.com and hit the membership tab. That's www.tribesober.com. Tip number five. You will need to shake things up a bit. You can't carry on living exactly the same life without alcohol or you'll always feel like something is missing. Use your sobriety to reconfigure your life. We've talked about replacing that 6pm glass of wine with some exercise or a meditation session. You'll probably need to rethink your social life as well. You need to make things easy for yourself in early sobriety. And you may notice a shift in your friendship group. You need people around you who will support you in your efforts. They may not understand the struggle. You'll need a sober tribe for that but they need to care about you and realize that it's important for you to do this thing. The last thing you need at this stage is being told that you are boring and making a fuss about nothing. Your boozy friends will try to convince you that there's nothing wrong with your drinking because you drink just like them. And your other friends will just tell you to cut down and drink less, as if. So put those drinking buddies on ice for a while and hang around with sober people or people who will support you. Use your extra time to discover new interests and find activities that'll give you a natural high. Here's a fun fact. Volunteering to help others activates the same neural pathways, the same reward pathways as drinking alcohol does, and it gives you a dopamine hit. You also need to create a schedule for early sobriety. My podcast guest, Jeff Graham, on episode 105, said that it was no good people saying to him, just give me a call if you get the urge to drink. As he said, it was too late by then, and he didn't want to talk to anybody at that stage. He just wanted to have a drink. So his trick was to create such a busy schedule of activities that there was no time to even think about drinking, never mind actually doing it. Tip number six, throw the book at it. I remember a lady sending me a message that she couldn't join our Saturday Zoom cafe because they had some visitors and her husband would not be happy if she disappeared into the bedroom to do a Zoom call. On that occasion, I had to dish out some tough love and tell her that she wouldn't win this battle unless she learned how to put herself first. 
She needs to get her partner on side so he understands just how important this is to her. Then together they can come up with a reason for her absence to the visitors. Personally, I love the pregnancy analogy by Laura McCowan. She says that we must treat our sobriety as a pregnancy. It's a delicate and tender life that needs protection. Anybody or anything that doesn't fit in with this goal must go. That's what I mean by putting yourself first. We had a lovely example of this from one of our members on last week's Zoom Café. She explained that every year her family go to a beautiful beach house and spend time together. This tended to be a holiday where she usually drank far too much. And here she was six months into sobriety. So she agonized about this dilemma for a while. And then she explained to her husband how worried she was. He understood and he said, no worries, I'll go on the holiday, I'll see our family members and you must stay here and put yourself first. You don't want to mess up this uh, progress you've made. So he sounds like a great guy and I think our tribe member made absolutely the right decision. And next year she'll have 18 months of sobriety when that holiday comes round again and she's going to be able to nail it by then. So make your sobriety a priority for that first year. Read the Quitlet, listen to the podcasts, join Tribe Sober and take advantage of our online yoga, meditation, coaching and all the various therapies that we offer. Tip number seven, keep perspective. In every welcome pack for a new tribe member, there's an annual tracker to print out. This incredibly simple document, which was designed by tribe member Lucy, is so powerful. It represents a whole year 365 little squares waiting to be filled in, to be filled in as an alcohol-free day or not. This document helps us to keep an eye on the big picture. It allows us to record those sober stretches and watch them getting longer and longer. It enables us to realize that if we do have a slip-up, it doesn't mean we have to go on a two-week bender. It means we have to dust ourselves down and get right back on track the next day. Keep the tracker where you can see it, and it'll emphasize the importance of progress over perfection. If you would like a copy of our annual tracker, just email Janet at tribesober.com, and I'll send you one right away. And of course, journaling is another brilliant way to keep perspective. Because when we're a few months in and things are getting easier and we're experiencing some benefits, we can read back over those early days and realize just how far we've come. And here at Tribe Sober, we don't see sobriety as a lifetime struggle. We're not broken, we don't have a disease, and we certainly don't have to attend meetings for the rest of our lives. We just got addicted to an addictive substance. We happen to be in the 20% of social drinkers who become dependent over the years. Hardly surprising when you think of the alcohol-drenched world we live in. We've helped hundreds of people to ditch the booze, and we've observed that for the majority of people, the quest for sobriety involves a few tough months of doing the work, and then you're done. Your patterns of behavior have been reset, and your connection to the community will keep you on track. And we've also got plenty of members who've been sober for years. They're not sticking with us because they're worried they're going to drink again. They just like the Tribe Sober vibe and love helping the newbies and those who are still struggling. 
That's my guest, Sarah Jensen, said to me on podcast episode 110. Staying connected to sober groups and seeing people struggle in those early days reminds her of just how far she's come. It also reminds her that she never wants to go back there. So there you have it, my seven top tips from seven years of sobriety. So let's do a quick summary. Get ready to feel those feelings. And remember that not drinking hurts at first. Be ready for the wine witch and moderation Mary. And prepare for the void, that flatness that strikes in early sobriety. You'll need to shake up your routine a bit and you'll need to put your sobriety first. Throw the book at it. And finally, always keep perspective and remember that the only failure is to stop trying. So those were my seven tips. Things I know for sure after seven years of sobriety. I do hope they're helpful. I always try to take my own advice, so I always have a project on the go. My latest project has been developing an online course called Kickstart Your Sober Life. The content has been uploaded and is ready for testing. So June will be beta month and July will be launch month. So watch this space. The course will be offered at a special launch price for Tribe Sober members, so join up before the end of May, get your 20% membership discount and be well placed to purchase the online course for the launch price. And to take advantage of our May membership special, just insert the code ANN052022 when you sign up for annual membership and you'll be entitled to that 20% discount. This podcast is released on the 28th of May, so you'll need to do that right now if you want to take advantage of that discount. So let me finish with a message from one of our chat rooms. We're so lucky to have such clever people in our tribe. Here's a message from one of our US members who just happens to be a professor. I love the way Tribe Sober keeps members motivated by positivity, encouraging engagement, providing a culture of non-judgmental support and pointing people towards strategies and therapies that have demonstrated efficacy. You're helping so many people by providing this platform for recovery. I'm sure I would have stumbled without it. In fact, I've been surprised to encounter my recent rocky patch after several months of sobriety. Having Tribe Sober in my life is helping me to stay on track. Well, thank you so much, Dan. We appreciate you and all the pearls of wisdom that you bring to the Zoom Cafe every Saturday. A while ago, I wrote an article for Medium called Is Sober Fun an Oxymoron? Well, with seven years of sobriety under my belt, I can confidently answer that question with a resounding no. And to prove my point, this week's free PDF is 10 Ways to Have Sober Fun. So if you'd like a copy, just write to Janet at tribesober.com and I'll send you one right away. Thanks so much for listening. Next week, we'll be back to our usual guest interview format. So don't miss it. Don't forget to follow us and share the podcast. Ditching the drink is like climbing a mountain. It's hard. It takes courage and grit and an experienced guide. And that's where we come in. Here at Tribe Sober, we've climbed that mountain, and we know the view from the top is amazing. We've used our experience to put together a unique membership program that will support you all the way. 
We've got challenges, chat rooms, sober buddies, trackers, and milestone awards, and that's just for starters. So head on over to tribesober.com and check out our membership program. It's the essential resource for anyone looking to ditch the drink and change their life.